Hi, everyone. Mitch from PickDogs.com. It is Sunday, September 4th, 2022, here with your live show. We're live seven days a week, 365 days a year. Of course, um, we do free picks on this show, and we have our best bets over at the premium area every day. Got a star, all-star cast of top handicappers here. I know that a lot of these guys had good days yesterday. I think we all had some picks that we kind of, I think, I think we all, I think, you know, opening a college football like this, especially, you know, the, the big opening like yesterday, I think we all had picks that we knew it all the way. We had picks that, ah, I'd like to have this one back. And then we also had ones where it was kind of like, I don't know what the hell happened out there. So um, we've got Big Al, we've got Chris, we've got Al Ninos, Jay Briggs, Rod, and Jovan are all with us. These are, these are this, is, this is a solid crew. I mean, this is, this is about as good as it gets. Al, how'd it go yesterday? I know I had Ohio State yesterday, and I don't know. It's they, it wasn't that they were flat. It was Notre Dame not good, or is Ohio State you know just the opening game of the season? And you know, what'd you think? Which Al? Little Al? You. Well, you're, you're next to me, so it's gonna be you. Oh, hold on. Sorry. It's okay. Um. Yeah, I. You know, the, the that. I mean, I, I had Ohio State like you did, uh, or did you have it? I'm assuming you did. Yeah, I did. I had Ohio State. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but I, you know, I had a, I had a good day. I was five and three. I was four and three in football, one and zero oh in baseball. Um, you're always going to lose games you like. That was a game that I lost that I liked, and it was also the one game where someone, you know, you know, every once in a while you get those people who will email you to say, "What the hell were you thinking?" Right. Well, that was the game that triggered it. Right. So that's people didn't like the fact that I gave them Ohio State and they were upset. So I think that's a forgivable um, game. You know, when you go to the big game hunting, I think those are the forgivable ones. It's just like if people took had the guts to give out that Florida Utah game, which we knew was going to be a game a fan a game for the fans. You know, that was a tough one. Yeah, but yeah, you know, it's first week, you know. How about you, Chris? The, first week. the one that I w- the one that I wish that I could have had back, I gave out FAU as my as my single play when I loved BYU and you know even on the show I even was talking about how much I loved BYU yesterday for some reason I gave out FAU who started gangbusters but boy once Ohio got the offense rolling FAU had no answers whatsoever um which what any games you wish you could have back or you know that you you know any of those do you want the list alphabetically, <laughs> reverse alphabetically? Because uh, I'll tell you, I, I had a few written down that I, that I liked early in the week. And then rule number one, you always stick with your gut. And I thought North Dakota had it, man. They had Nebraska on the ropes. I mean, they had them on the ropes. You know. I thought South Dakota State was going to knock off Iowa. You only had a field goal and two safeties. I think just, I think all the, all, the, all the FCS plays we gave out yesterday, I think they all hit. I think they all won. Almost every single one of the FCS plays that we gave out um, hit. I know that um, Sam Houston covered, um, North Dakota covered. South Dakota State. Yeah, we had a bunch. Yeah. Al Ninos. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, I was just going to say, yeah, like I said, rule number one, just stick to your gut because all the plays I took off yesterday that I liked earlier in the week, they all hit as well. So, yeah. Chris is our resident Costco expert. Chris. I had a Costco question for you. I'm headed there, of course, later on today. It's Sunday. It's my last Costco Sunday um, of the year you know, with NFL on the way. But um, when they say 30% less fat, 30% less fat than what? I mean, that's, that's, that's my question. Like you always see on the label, it says 30% less fat. What's 30% less fat than what? 
than it was in the like the nineties. <laughs> then oh, no, well, com- then what it was before, because before be- before it was a hundred percent fat, right? Because you got to remember, way back in the eighties, nineties, we didn't we we did there were no labels on things that told you, hey, watch out, trans fats are gonna kick your butt. Watch out, None of that. Well, so they didn't have they didn't have the trans on. fats back then. Those well, are oh, yeah, well, they were still there. We, no, we ate a lot. no, they they really weren't. <laughs> Um, all that stuff has been added lately because most of the trans fats are um, preservatives. Back then, things were just fresher. Well, it's 30, 30% less. I'm going to do a beef lard, put it into a deep fryer. So. Well, that's not going to be 30%, 30% less fat. Less. Yeah. No, exactly. But that's what we used to fry food in in the restaurant. A big old blob of beef block comes in big blocks. You chop up the block and melt the oil and then put it into the fryer. Nice. Oh, he won't be eating. I won't be eating out anytime soon, Chris. Um. It's it's thirty percent less compared to either the regular version of the product or the quote unquote leading manufacturer's product. All right. Well, that makes sense. Not really. To me, it's to me, it's like an advertiser telling me I'm going to make 30 percent more than what I'm making, you know, my current advertiser when they don't know what I'm making to begin with. Anyways, um, Al Ninos, speaking of not knowing what we're making, Al, college football started, but we know you're more of a pro sports guy. Um, This is kind of the blend week, you know, where we kind of blend um, pro into uh, college. Did you go heavier baseball yesterday or was it college? You said you were light on college football yesterday, right? Yeah, yeah. I was careful and kind of glad I was, I guess, uh, early season still. And, yeah, uh, a lot of picks kind of went the opposite way of the ones I was leaning on uh, the most, I guess. But uh, Utah was the one I went with on the premium side. And as you said, that one was uh, a lot of back and forth in that one. And the biggest surprise for me was that Notre Dame game, which you just mentioned. I did not expect them to hang around like that. And uh, them being up at halftime was, was a big surprise to me. Uh, but, yeah, other than that, going to look forward to next week. Marcus Freeman talked about the point spread, Jay Briggs, before the game. Um, he mentioned it several times in the press conference. And um, so his team ended up losing the, losing the game. Um, do you think he cares if he covered now? No. <laughs> Something tells me he doesn't. You know, and like he gave all that big talk about the point spread before the game. Um, you know, um, the Notre Dame alumni sees it as 0-1. Um, they, I don't it's the way the way that it is, and it could have been a very big game, big win for him. His team looked to run out of gas there in Columbus in the uh, fourth quarter. For sure, I think if the game goes another half hour, Ohio State wins by forty. Maybe another game that I was I'm mad I didn't give out as a premium yesterday. I knew never, never, never put your faith in Bo Nix. He is terrible. Oh He's my god. Rich. Oh, my God. You know what I'm saying? I'm fading him all year. All right. We won't be saying those words on this show ever again. You know, <laughs> man, I didn't get that one out as a premium yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> the who will not be named. <laughs> and then uh, Utah with that heartbreaker last night, man. Oh, man. What was that? What was that throw? What was that? I don't, I don't know. I don't know what what he was thinking there. He could have ran that in for what I was seeing, but he tried to force it in there. He tried to make a big play in the end, tried to play hero ball, and that's what happens. Anybody that you saw out there that you're kind of saying, well, these guys actually 
played decent, even though they ended up on the wrong side of the score. East Carolina. Oh, man, that kicker, they needed to fire him and go get a new kicker ASAP. They had the game won. He should have made the extra point to uh, to tie the game. He missed it. East Carolina gets the stop. Goes down, gets in the easy field goal range, and he misses the field goal to win the game. That's terrible. They need to get rid of him. East Carolina should have won that game. They was my best bet yesterday, but they covered the spread, but they should have won it outright. I thought that um, UTSA is certainly going to be a team to watch, and I think they let that one get away against Houston. Um, I think they had a lot of chances to cement that game and just didn't get it done. But I think that hit the quarterback at UTSA was phenomenal. And I think they're looking at another monster season there. Rod, how about you? Another another good college football day for you? I didn't, I didn't check any of this stuff. So. It was a 50-50. I went 4-4. Four and four. I went 4-4. Four and four and, I don't like that in overtime rule. I like the old school. Yeah, I don't like that two point or that two point conversion. Two point garbage is garbage. You know, especially especially. Well, I like it if I have the dog and I'm getting more than three. Two of two of those got me in overtime. The Houston game and the Liberty Liberty game too. Yeah, I got I got it in the Liberty game also. I got in Liberty. I was laying three and a half, and that was it. You know. I learned from the Houston game because I'm watching all and I'm like, what are they doing? What is going on? What what is that? I'm like, touchdown, yeah. And I'm like, oh, that's no good. That's two points. What? What not, what not? that's a touchdown. Like, come on. It's awful. I don't like that new reel. I like it should have been the over where both sides get the ball like they've been doing all along, where we can get like fifteen overtimes. <laughs> even the announcers weren't aren't even sure of it, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I don't like it. I don't like that new reel. It doesn't seem fair. If you miss a two-point conversion, you lose a game because you miss a two-point conversion. Yuck. <laughs> That's not fair. Well, we know one thing about college football that, you know, a good or bad day on September 3rd, um, it's not going to get you home for that day after <laughs> that weekend after Thanksgiving. There's a lot, a lot of games in there. And there's a few weeks that happen over the course of this season where, um, you know, I mean, it, they look like kind of the – there's nothing going on that week, and those are usually the ones where it's just the whole world turns upside down. So we know those are coming. Um, got Jovan, did you happen to catch the Alabama game against uh, Utah State? I had Utah State in that thing. I would, that's the one I would just love to have it back. Not, not that I would have taken Alabama, but just that I just I didn't because after a while I just got sick of watching it and because I had Utah State and because I figure well they're gonna put the scrubs in maybe I can get two touchdowns and backdoor this thing you know and they actually had a chance to to get points on the board but it's like because I had Utah State I was forced to watch it till the brutal end and um, you know so that really was the was one that I would probably would not give out again but um, Alabama with Texas on board next week. Um, Ooh, it's going to be a rough day for the Horns. I, I don't know what the line is on this thing, but I'm going to guess um, it's got to be at least two touchdowns, if not more. Seven, 17 and a half. I like Alabama. Laying yeah, 70 um, and a half. <laughs> yeah, I didn't, I didn't watch any of the game. I just saw um, I was on the ticker, and um, I saw the highlights, you know, um, mid-game, you know, and updates. And it just, yeah, it looked like well, what Alabama usually does. Now, the point spread was big. That's why I, I didn't personally touch it. It was too little bit too big for, for my liking. But, you know, 
those spots, I expect Alabama to run roughshod over, you know, even a team like Utah State that can put up some points. But, um, you know, I, I stayed away from that. The, the game that uh, – that I wish I could have had back was um the Michigan game. I got I got a little cute with that um with my with my breakdown of that one. You know, um I put a little bit too much stock in um in um Mike Norville. Uh, Colorado State's new coach Mike coming Norville. in from from yeah from from the bat with no it's Mike Norville's um from um he's he's coaching tonight. Oh, it's the um, other Norville. Jay Norville. Jay Norville. Oh yeah. He yeah, so, this guy um, this Jay Norville is going to be the coach of like Notre Dame or Alabama or something. You know, he's going to he's he's that type of guy. I, I'm with you, but yeah, but um, I, you know, I took a little bit too much stock in you know him bringing along, uh, you know, a lot of his guys from Nevada, and um, you know, it bit me in the ass both ways because I I, I was on Colorado State and the over, so you know, I figured that Colorado State will put up 17 to 24 points. And, um, you know, and for Michigan, to, you know, to put up a, a good 45, you know, they, they, they put up 51. And you, you would think that that would get you to over, right? But Colorado State couldn't, couldn't sniff the um, end zone until the fourth quarter. So that was that. And, you know, that. It was a great touchdown. It was a great touchdown that they got, though. The touchdown that they got was a really good one, you know. If you're only going to get one, you might as well make it one like that. So that's hey. Well, I don't care how they score the touchdown. Is <laughs> but they didn't. They didn't score another touchdown for me, so it, it was. Well, it I, was. I had Michigan in that one, so I'll t- I was on the yeah, other side. Yeah. I, and, you know, my my and, you know rule of thumb for me. One of the rules of thumb for me is I don't go against Michigan, especially early in the season, where you know I know I know what Jim Harbaugh's going to do. He's going to run up the score. He's not going to take his foot off the gas pedal in, in games like that. And I and I did. I got a little bit too cute. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, he's, he's, he's an asshole. He's coaching, like, to the last second, even though they're up by 50. Um, he is a jerk. They love to beat up on the bad teams. They love to yeah. do it. And I think Norville's a great coach. And he did bring over a lot of his players, but none of them were strong or those receivers or, you know, the guys who were, you know, that big thing. But I think this guy is probably the next great head coach, probably NFL head coach. I mean, he is that good. So um, I like what's going on at Colorado State. I just think that's going to take him a little bit to get there. Colorado State also has um, tremendous facilities. Like for that conference, they have like, you know, big conference facilities. So it'll be interesting to see what happens at Colorado State and, you know, how long they can keep Norville. But I'm going to guess he's only going to be there a couple of years at the most. But um yeah, it was it was a good one. You know, I enjoyed the day. I wish I would have finished a little stronger with those night games, but um, you know that's all part of it. And uh, what, what doesn't kill us makes us makes us stronger. And you know, as long as you don't get slaughtered, you live to fight another day, right? And that's pretty much how it works over the course of a college football season. It's um, you know the idea is that it's like. You know, if you can hit in that fifty-eight percent range, it's you know, it's a good, good, good day at the office. Um, we'll shoot for that, but um, we still got a couple chances left to uh, build on it. We've got um, got a game tonight. It's, um, it's LSU against Florida State. LSU. So Ed Orgeron. Um, one thing we know about this guy, he's one of the greatest recruiters in the history of college football. There's, there's like four or five recruiters of our generation of over the last 50 years or so that are some of the great, like 
before there were scholarship limitations and stuff like that, none of that stuff counts. You know, if you can get a hundred guys, you know, at spring practice, you know, it really doesn't matter. But there are a few recruiters out there and a few guys like that. And Ed Orgeron is one of those guys. So we know that a lot of guys transferred out of LSU, but we also know the cupboard's not bare there. And even though, um, you know, even though, you know, that national championship team and all those receivers and all that stuff, a lot of those guys came from the head coach before him, right, from Les Miles. But Ed Ordrum was the guy that recruited all those players you know, and, and got them there. Butch Davis, you know, these, there's just certain guys that can just flat out recruit. Um, but the team has been bad, and they've had quarterback problems. You know, it's, the area where LSU has always been bad is at quarterback. You know, they had Jamarcus Russell, who was okay as a college quarterback because he was loaded at wide receiver. Then they had Joe Burrow, who was a good college quarterback, um, very good, and he had great wide receivers. But outside of that, LSU has really struggled. They've had good running backs, um, great defenses, great secondaries, great everything. And here's Brian Kelly, who just does not build losing programs. Al, does he come right in and, and get the rev up the, the Cadillac, or is it um, is is it going to take him a while? I I mean I I've, I've got no idea, you know. Mm-hmm. And I didn't even actually. This was a game that I had no interest in even playing one way or the other. So you know, I'm interested to see what you guys think about this game. But I passed it. Ruffalo, you taking a Ruffalo on it as well? <laughs> no, I, I do. I like the over 49 and a half in this one. If there's one thing that's going to help Miles Brennan, you know, who only threw it for you know 1,100 yards and I don't think he's on the team last year. He's not the quarterback, is I he? I thought he was. I thought he was. Not sure. Either way, whoever's whoever's getting the starting center, they also got I think Jaden Daniels as well from uh, Arizona State. There I believe well. that's who starts. That's who starts. Yeah, I mean, whoever it is, uh, they've got a great receiver in, in Keyshawn Boot. I can't pronounce his last name, but uh, he's he's going to be the next stud receiver out of LSU. But I think there's just going to be a ton of big plays tonight. I think there's going to be a lot of chunk plays, and you know, I think this one gets closer to 54, 55 points. You know, I think uh, you know Florida State got a little bit of confidence. Yeah, they beat up on Duquesne, but at least it's signs that they can you know run a capable offense. Well, you know, we'll have to see how they do against LSU. I'm pre- yeah, I'm pretty sure it's Jaden Daniels. Is it Jaden Daniels that took over? Yeah. I'm still seeing Miles Brennan, so. No. But. No, no bueno on Miles Brennan. But, you know, so LSU they- loaded, you know. Yeah. Loaded. El Ninos, you love a good favorite. Got to gotta lay the hook here with this one. You're unmuted. Yeah, sorry about that. Yeah, the hook, man. Uh, I, I liked LSU at minus three, and it was sitting there for a long time. But uh, the hook did pop up uh, later last night. I'm seeing a lot of minus fours now, too. And, uh, um, well, like I said, uh, with Cincinnati yesterday, I would rather got the seven with Cincinnati and uh, just don't want to be in that spot again, losing by the hook tonight. Uh, so... I passed on this one. I do lean to the over with Chris as well, though. Uh, but, yeah, so it's a lean to LSU and the over for me. Jay Briggs, what do you think of this one? I'm interested to hear. Honestly, I think uh, we a lot of y'all, a lot of us are underrating the transfer portal. I think Kelly came in there and did recruit a lot of people and get some solid pieces. 
I don't think Florida State's going to run the ball how they think they are going to because of that SEC D-line. I, I just see a good mixture to see a good LSU football game tonight. Brian Kelly, um, not known for building losers, and you know certainly has done it with a lot less than this at Central Michigan. He did it with a lot less at Notre Dame. He did it with a lot less at Cincinnati. Um, I think for him... The move to LSU had to be about the freedom that he had to recruit players. I mean, it's so hard at Notre Dame. Eventually, you want to see what you can really, really do. And this is the place because money is no object for these guys when it comes to their athletic program. Exactly. They, they, like I said, the transfer portal wide open to big-name head coach. I'm telling you, people went to LSU. Do not let them fool y'all. LSU has some talent down there. Yeah, Always they, will. Yeah, and Florida State has really not shown um, in recent years that you know they, Florida State always has tons of speed, tons and tons of very very fast players. Um, but I'm just not so sure that um, that's going to be good enough because we've seen some really sloppy play um, out of them in recent years. Rod, what do you think? For me, in this one, I think because uh, we've seen we've seen time and time again the defense is. Uh, are going to be way ahead of the offense this year. Um, this will be the first game for LSU. We know uh, Florida State, they beat that game, but uh, this LSU uh, B is going to be much more uh, solid, and they're very stout on that line. Um, I, I like the under here. I'm going to take the under. I think everybody's helping the over. Uh, again, we're going to see uh, usual high-scoring offenses are going to be, because we've seen Florida State, what they did to the game. I don't think they're going to do that uh, right, putting up. 600, 700, uh, 600 and something yards uh, of offense on uh, LSU in this one. Um, I, I think uh, the defenses uh, step up here, and we see more of a defensive struggle uh, in this one. So give me the under. Uh, I think we got a lower-scoring one. Jovan. Defenses are solid both sides. Jovan? Yeah, I would Yeah, I would lean under also um, for that reason. I think the defenses in this particular game is going to be ahead of the offenses. Um, but what doesn't – why it's only a lean and not, you know, n- not not a stronger play, it's just the fact that it's in the Louisiana Dome. It's a fast track, and Louis um, LSU, they got some receivers over there that you know <laughs> that get some separation. Let's just put it that way. So, if Jaden Daniels or whoever's on it, because you know officially, um, Ch- um, Trip Kelly hasn't named a starter. No, he's playing that game, but it should be Jay Brian. Daniels. Brian Kelly. Brian Kelly. Oh, Brian Kelly. Sorry. Chip it's like we got Kelly. we got Norville's. We got two coaches that have we have two coaches that are interchangeable. We got Chip Kelly, Brian Kelly. We got Mike Norville and Jay Norville. It's like this is kind of like the guys who were bet who were betting on their sons. We used to bet on their fathers. You know, some we're gonna get to the grandfather stage, and it's not gonna take us that long to get there either. Yeah, he's the he's the world beater from um. You know, he's been. Chip Kelly's been in a few places, New Hampshire. He, his his big his big um program was Oregon, and then uh yeah, what he's doing in um in LA, uh, UCLA. So yeah, that's Chip Kelly, Brian Kelly. But Brian Kelly, um, no, he's 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 brought he's brought in some talent, and you know if Jaden Daniels can do what he's supposed to do, we had we didn't see that in um at ASU uh, at Arizona State. We didn't see that from him, but um, if he does what he's supposed to do and hit his targets, this could turn into a you know into a barn burner. But I expect a, a lower scoring game, somewhere in the twenties, you know, a twenty-one to 
I don't know, a 20, somewhere in the mid 20s for for either either team, um, just to, for the winner of the team, a winner of the game rather, and um, you know, that's that's how I see it. But I could I could also see a, um, a high scoring game if things break a certain way. There there are certain coaches. I say this all the time. There are certain coaches that are really good at like either putting in a lineup card or like, you know, creating a starting lineup and even recruiting and doing that stuff. And then there are other coaches which coach and they make guys better than what they are. A lot of guys do it with their de- with their with their coordinators. We see Nick Saban do that, but he he's not afraid to to get out there on the field and coach these guys up. Lou Holtz was was this type of guy too, not only a great motivator, but also a coach, and we've seen Jim, Har- Jim Harbaugh get up on the on the table in the cafeteria and get up and show everybody how a proper three point stance is done. You know, I mean this this is how these guys are, and Brian Kelly is one of those guys, and he makes quarterbacks better, he makes offenses better, and he's going to make Jaden Daniels a hell of a lot better because this guy has a ton of talent. He completed over sixty five percent of his passes last year on a bad team, but the thing is. 10 of those went to the other team and only 10 of them hit the end zone for his own team. So I think that if he can clean up that number and he should be able to with the talent that he has, then LSU, it's, it's, either, it's one of those type of games where it's like it's possible people are talking about them for the national championship or the playoff um, at the end of the season. I believe that we have, if, if, if these teams can all do the right thing over the course of the season, we'll get that expanded playoff next year as opposed to having to wait because um, there'll be some controversy for those teams to make make the playoff. But I'll tell you what, man, I don't think anyone's going to beat Alabama. <laughs> it's like, man, right? They are ridiculous. I mean, that was um, – I don't think anyone's going to beat them. If they, if they play like that, it's – I mean, how can you beat a team that has no negative yardage plays? I mean, there's no negative yardage plays. So every play is moving forward, and the other team can't get a first down. It makes it very, very tough. Um, but anyways, I think that Daniels is going to be a better quarterback. You know, in 2019, um, two years back, um, his, his freshman year, he, um, he had 17 touchdowns and two interceptions, completing just 60% of his passes. Almost 3,000 yards passing. So he certainly has the skill set to do it. In 2020, that was the um, shortened season with no fans in the stands and all that sort of stuff. And the Pac-12 was one of the last things out there. So he actually got a, got a, he didn't, his numbers don't count, right? Because he doesn't, that season doesn't count for him. He has two years of eligibility left. This guy's not bad. So I'm saying Brian Kelly, he has a, he's got good luck with these guys. Hey, speak, speaking of not bad, did any of you guys catch the horse race yesterday? No. Yeah. Flight line, he won by 20 lengths. Holy jeez. Who, who's he racing against, Rod and Ruffalo? It was in the Pacific Classic over at Del Mar, and he was the odds, you know, I mean, we people kind of knew he was going to do it, you know, best horse in the country or whatever, but the odds were fluctuating between one to five and one to nine. I think he, the final odds were one to five. The only thing people didn't really know was, was he going to be able to go, you know, uh, you know, the, the distance. He had never run that, you know, that, that distance, and I mean, it was just, it was like watching Secretariat. He was 
he almost got the track record, even though the jockey was basically standing up the last, you know, like the, the whole, last the half. whole, you know, all down the side. Oh, the jockey was standing. He wanted, if he wanted to, would have had the track. Record. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was, I was fortunate enough to be at the track the day that Lure broke his maiden, and that he broke the track record that day, and and uh, is. It was, uh, well, you were talking about Alabama, and that's where my mind was drifting. Was just watching, you know, that horse. I'm like, is anyone ever good? like that horse? Is just unbelievable. The thing we know about Alabama too is that when you give Saban that much time and everything, he generally their first game of the season is a lot of times it's that methodical beatdown. But there's, you know, they make mistakes. They're human, and they, you know, there's some big bad teams in the SEC. I mean, Texas A&M isn't one of them, but it's like there are some other ones that could possibly get it done there. You know, I thought that Texas A&M got really lucky there against uh, Sam Houston. I know Sam Houston got zero points in that game. It's tough to win that way, but they had they had their chances. They certainly had their chances in that game. I thought they played really well. They covered, you know, and that's 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 the important thing. Go to Major League Baseball, and um, looks like. Uh... What? Mills uh, has joined us. We got, we, we, looks like we got Mills. Yeah, yeah, we got Mills in, is in the background here. All right, so we'll put him in. No problem. We'll add Mills. All right. There we go. Where did he go? I just see, I oh, see in the comments. Oh, I hit it in Skype. I hit the wrong way. All right. There he is. All right. Mills is there. He's got his pick dog's gear. Move, move everyone around. Anyways, let's do a couple baseball games at a time, and we'll kind of do it the other way that we did. We've got a lot of people now. Pirates, Blue Jays, Reds, Rockies, Game 1, and the Orioles, A's. Big Al, any of these three? Well, I mean, it's, you know, it's stating the obvious, but yeah, the Toronto Blue Jays. Uh, the Pirates aren't scoring right now. They scored two runs over the last three games uh, with JT Brubaker. Um, they've actually been when he's on the hill, he does okay when they're playing bad teams, you know, ten and thirteen, but when they're playing winning teams, Buckos are four and twenty one, so that doesn't bode well today. Uh, Ross Stripling has always done well as a big favorite. Uh, eleven and three is a you know big favorite of minus two hundred or more. Um, I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna take Toronto here, just lay the price. I kind of messed up the order here. Ruffalo, how about you? Yeah, I, I wouldn't be a homer if I didn't say I like the Blue Jays in that spot as well. But uh, I do like the Baltimore Orioles in this spot as well. You know, I, I just I'm not an Adrian Martinez fan. Spencer Watkins usually has been pitching better than uh, I'm used to seeing Spencer Watkins pitch in the last couple of seasons. They're still seven and three in their last ten, not giving up on the wild card chase just yet. I think they uh, get another win over Oakland here to uh, to to keep the momentum going. So give me uh, Baltimore in this one. A's really look to be. Falling to pieces here. Jovan? Yeah, I'm on Toronto, too. I'm on him on the run line. Um, yeah, JT Brubeck, he has been pitching um, halfway decent. to Give him that. But this one, I think he's going to get ran through, ran over the whole nine yards or so. Give me um, the Ross Stripling-backed uh, Toronto Blue Jays club. Rod? And for me, I like the under in uh, the Blue Jays game here. You look at the Blue Jays, uh, five and over the under uh, their last five road games, when the totals seven to eight and a half here. Um, I think Ross Shipley has a good start, and we know we Brubaker's not been too bad. So uh, 
and the Jays have definitely not been uh, piling on the runs uh, themselves as well. So uh, I like the under eight in that one. Uh, I think we got a lower scoring uh, one on our hands in that one. Give me the under eight, Jays, Pirates. Mills. Yeah, what's going on, everybody? Uh, welcome to the show. Uh, thanks for having me on. Um, to talk about that college football game, um, one thing you guys didn't mention, um, LSU, they actually have a whole new secondary, and they actually have three new offensive linemen in there. It's none of your so, business. Who asked true, you? True, true, <laughs> Who asked true, you? True. No, I'm just kidding. And, <laughs> and so I got to go the other way, you know. Every Everybody's, you know, laying the three with this, you know, going with the over, going with the under. I'm actually taking the plus three with Florida State. Um, you know, I believe in their running back, Treshawn Ward. It looks like he can actually have a dominant game. So give me the plus three and a half. Uh, Little Al said uh, they got to have plus four, so I'll take that. Since we're talking about this Pirates game right now, we should mention that they just did come off of uh, playing a Saturday night game, and they're playing an early game now. So, yeah, I'm definitely on the uh, Toronto Blue Jays on the run line. Brewbreaker has just been horrible. Um, hasn't been good as of late. Six earned runs in his last games, um, and then after that, he gave up two, three, and seven. So, I mean, I'm, I'm just I'm smashing the Blue Jays on the run line on this one. How was that MMA card last night? Good one, bad one, sideways, or just... Uh... Well, uh, as far as uh, fights... Nah, it wasn't the best entertaining uh, card, but as far as picks and everything, it was definitely good. Uh, we went 2-1 and one on our premium picks. Had a dog hunt night, so I, I went after all the dogs, and, you know, only lost with one, and the one that I lost with was one of the bigger dogs on there. So, yeah, we ended up going 2-1 and one on our premium picks, and, yeah, uh, it was an early morning card out there in Paris, so... You know, if you didn't get them early, you kind of woke up a little bit too late and forgot that UFC was even going on. French UFC fighter. It's kind of counter, uh, counter uh, intuitive there. Um, so they, they weren't allowed to uh, even do MMA in Paris for the longest. You know, it was like illegal and stuff like that. So they're barely I'm sure it was. Up. I'm sure yeah. it was. <laughs> I don't know if you probably you guys are probably all too young to remember this, but Muhammad Ali used to fight a bum a month on Friday night fights on uh, on ABC, and he fought um, the Belgian world champion one, the Belgian champion Jean Pierre Coupman one time. It was uh, pretty much what I would think a French MMA fighter would be. Al Ninos, what do you think of these three? Uh, yeah, I liked them yesterday, and I may even like them better today in a doubleheader. Uh, I'm gonna go with the Rockies here on the money line. Al, who do you like in the French MMA world? <laughs> I'm sorry, I, I, uh, I have to sharpen up my uh, my French MMA handicapping. Pardon my French MMA. <laughs> Jay Briggs, any of these three games do it for you? I got my Jays hat on today. I think they take care of business. Uh, against them pirates i seen i was scrolling through the betting tools and the betting tools said uh the pirates have lost seven at pnc park in a row it says take the jays on the money line so but i think i really think the jays win it on the uh on the run line not my favorite game on the card but i would i like that one and then i think also the uh braves Beat on the uh, Marlins today with Freed on the mound. That's not 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 in the slot. We'll get to that oh, one. My bad, my bad, my bad, my All bad, my bad. All right, yeah, yeah, we'll get to that one. But we, I like in this slot for me. I'm going to take the uh, over in the Reds Rockies game. You got two teams that swing away. This it's the team that plays in the number one hitters ballpark against the team that plays in the number two hitters hitters ballpark. Guys are used to high scoring games. I will take the over there. 
You got the Red Sox and the Rangers, the Braves and the Marlins and the Rays and the Yankees. Um, a lot of Eastern games here. Big Al, any of these three do it for you? Um, I'm sorry, I was uh, no problem responding to a, a, an email, so I missed it. So you said the Rays game. What were the other two? Rays, Yankees, Braves, Marlins, Red Sox, Rangers. Yeah, uh, I like Atlanta. Uh, you know, when you take a look at the Miami Marlins, what they've done lately, they're you know almost like the Pirates, except for a longer period of time. They're not scoring any runs. Miami scored two, one, two, two, one, one, and one in their last seven games. So that doesn't bode well today. Miami's also three and twenty-two for the season as an underdog of plus one fifty or more. So I'm going to take Atlanta. So uh, Chris. Yeah, I, I, I like the over between the uh, the Texas Rangers and Boston Red Sox. But my favorite play in this slot is going back to the well with the Tampa Bay Rays. The, the, the wheels are off the cart for the Yankees. And now sending Frankie Montas to the mound. Yeah, it, it, I don't know, expect it to get much better here. You know, the, uh, the Rays announced Sean Armstrong starting in an opener role here. Doesn't change the fact that now all of a sudden what was a 15-and-a-half game lead back on July 8th is now only four in the AL East. So I think the Rays are smelling blood in the water and uh, and, and go for the sweep here. So give me the Rays. How about you, Jovan? Yeah, I'm on the Braves' extended run line, two-and-a-half. Um, look, the fact of the matter is the Marlins, they're only batting 149 in their last 10 against lefties, and I don't think they get a, a sniff of um, Max Freed. So... They could get shut out in this game. They don't score runs. So, you know, I expect the, the Braves to put up some runs, you know, so to get, to get a comfortable win. Yeah, the, uh, the Marlins were the worst at hitting lefties. Rod? Yeah, I agree. Give me uh, the Braves as well. I mean, they blow out the Marlins uh, in that one. And the other one, I'm going to take the Yankees here. I think uh, they don't get swept. I think they come and play that they and uh, I'm not a fan of Sean Armstrong going here and uh, then have to worry with relievers on uh, Tampa Bay. I think the Yankees uh, get one today. Uh, even with Montas on the mat. I don't think they get swept here. So I'll take the Yankees. Mills? <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, uh, I'm definitely on the Braves in this game on the run line. Marlins, uh, 26 uh, worse in, like, four hitting categories. Uh, one is, like, their batting average. But against lefties, it's even worse. Like, it's even worse than that. It's like... Yeah, so they're just they're just bad in all categories when it comes to it. Uh, Austin Riley having an MVP year, 35 home runs. Uh, don't sleep on Mike Harris uh, creeping up on rookie of the year also as well. Um, not just that, man. Everybody that they're calling up right now just seems to be like they're producing at a high rate. Um, we're going to be getting Soroka back in the lineup right before playoffs, so let's just focus on this game, though. No way, no way I'm putting any uh, faith in the Marlins, you know. Not a homer play, just a play that I think is going to cash, so go ahead and take the Braves on the minus one and a half. And I'll be honest, man, uh, big Yankee fan here. No way I could believe in them at all. They're not hitting at a rate. They're not playing with any uh, energy and any confidence. Aaron Judge just hit a uh, milestone in home runs. So give me the Rays, man. Give me the Rays to go ahead and finish out that sweep and give me the broom. It hurts because I'm a Yankee guy too. But yeah, man, just go ahead. Rays is the play. I think that... Um... There might be some people in St. Louis that might disagree with you on that Austin Riley uh, MVP. True. <laughs> <Sure. Sure. laughs> 
America's first baseman. Al Ninos. Uh, yeah, you might want to cue up the laugh track because uh, I'm going to go with Rob here. Uh, I just think the Yankees uh, avoid the sweep. Montes. Uh, that's a loud laugh track, man. Well, we can, uh, we can yeah. adjust the volume. It's got adjustable volume. Uh, <laughs> yeah, big laugh, little laugh, or just some crickets. Uh, but yeah, Montas, three solid starts against the Rays. Uh, Rays, as I said, Sean Armstrong, and looks like maybe uh, Ryan Yarbrough following him up. Uh, yeah, not your best starters there, so I think it's a good spot for the Yankees to avoid the sweep. And also the uh, Red Sox with a pitch and change here. Looks like uh, Josh Winkowski is back with the ball club, so uh, I like the over in that game. And uh, Dane Dunning starting on the other side. Uh, Red Sox have been trending the over lately. A lot of offense going on there. So I think the Rangers get a few runs off Winkowski as well, and we go way over here. The Rangers are, what's their, what's their record? Against the American League East? 0-11. 0-11 versus the American League East. Not a good run for them. At all. They're also, they also haven't even gotten a whiff. They haven't covered the run line either, right? Either of those. How about you, Jay? What do you think? Uh, man, let's start with the Yankees. No way I'm taking them. They're like <laughs> one of the worst teams since the, the All-Star break. And the Rays... They've been looking here. They've been looking good here lately, man. So I'm on the Rays today. I think the Rays can take care of the Yankees. Um, everybody taking that. Everybody taking that Braves. I think this game is gonna be closer than a lot of people are thinking. I think we see uh, some pretty good pitching today. I think Lopez has a good outing, and I think we see a lower scoring game in that one. And I'm with a, a little Al in that one. Give me the over in that Rangers. That's going over, 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 over. Give me the over in that one. Marlins hit .3 home runs per game versus left-handed pitching. 199 batting average versus left-handed pitching. Less than a walk a game versus left-handed pitching. They are really, really, really bad against lefties. Yeah, um, and we but we've seen we've seen Lopez pitch some good outings. Not his last game. We've also the seen him get crushed. That. We've seen him get yeah. spanked too. Yeah, the game before that we seen him pitch a really good one uh, against the Dodgers. Uh, he only gave up two runs and went pretty deep in the game. So it could be all right if you take that under in that game. What happened to Sixto Sanchez? Man, he was. I thought he was one of the one of our guys, right? Good old Sixto. Big Al, what are you selling today? Got two baseball plays today, um, so you know, look to uh, have another good day after the five and three day yesterday. We're thirty nine and twenty three, our last sixty two in baseball. So I've got uh, two baseball plays, both go relatively early. Chris Ruffalo. And for me, I got my uh, fifteen dollar pickoff play. Made it four in a row yesterday. The, the Dodgers in a no doubter, and now I'm trying to finish the week strong. Go for five in a row. Hit six of our last seven with that as well. Got that for fifteen bucks. For that fifteen dollar play, also part of my Sunday Slam MLB three pack for forty bucks over at Pick Dogs Premium, and use that code Win fifteen to get fifteen percent off. How about you, Jovan? Yeah, I got a three pack on today. Um, my Show Me the Money Sunday three pack. Also have all those plays. Uh, individually sold so check it out there's two mlb plays and then we have the i have the um the side on tonight's uh college football game so 
Check it out. Rod, you get your David Blau Vikings jersey Anyone edition yet? No, not yet. Well, they're they're available at the snack bar. You kind of have to get rid of your Lions David Blau jersey and get the uh, Vikings version. I get the get the Vikings version, right? Yes. For <laughs> <laughs> me, over Pickpocket Stream, uh, I got a fifteen dollar uh, my fifteen dollar play. It's my college football uh, stiff arm play of the day. Um, or you can get that in my uh, Safe Cracker Sunday pack. Uh, I got two other two M- MLB plays. I absolutely love in there. Um, plus college football side. So uh, jump on board. So somebody that fifteen dollar play has been uh, hitting as well. We had both of ours yesterday. The early one and the bailout one. So that was a good. That was a good thing. Did the did uh, Chris Drevler get picked up by anyone for the practice squad? Yeah, he signed, they they signed him to the practice squad of the the New York Jets. So awesome. I don't think he's going to stay on the practice squad for very long. Oh, he's they, probably they let him go, and then and then and then I, I think the. Media was uh, I seen social media blew up and be like, what are you doing? Why would you keep this guy over some of the other guys that you kept? And then all of a sudden he's back. He got he signed the deal on the uh, practice squad of the Jets. I like Strubler. I Mel- love that guy. Mills, what do you got? Yes, sir. Appreciate everybody who made us a winning day yesterday. Um, so some people got three day pass, uh, you know. So definitely got a play out there for me today. Got an early play kicking off early. Um, it's gonna be on a, one of the baseball games. I got a total score, you know. I absolutely love. So uh, it's only for fifteen dollars too today. Only got one play on the board that I like. So definitely could get it right now. And um, you know, appreciate everybody's making the purchases. El Ninos. Uh, got my uh, five pack out there. Uh, five plays I really like tonight in the MLB, and um, got a couple different packages if you're looking for less plays as well. But definitely your best way to go is still those long term passes. Get all the plays that way. Jay Briggs. Yeah, I'm heavy today on Sunday. I got six MLB plays out there today. I really love today's card, and I got a college football out there today. Uh, heavy on MLB today. I ain't gonna lie to y'all. Last Sunday going heavy on MLB because y'all know next week what it is. NFL bag. I'm not even gonna lie to y'all. NFL bag next week. We're going heavy, heavy on NFL next week. So y'all want to hop on a long term pass? It's the best way to um, get some money. But we got the. I got like I said. I got six plays in the MLB today. You can hop on. Uh, I got a couple packs and I mixed them up. A late pack, an early pack, and then if you want all of them. So that's what I got on the site today. Check it out. I got a lot of MOB as well. So um, I've got my big play, but I also got tons of other games, and I've I got college football. I got everything. So um, check it out on mine as well. Use that discount code WIN15, W-I-N-1-5. Get uh, 15% off um, all of your purchases at Sporting Chat and Pick Dogs. As always, the long-term packages are the way to go. Because a day like today, like you look at Jay's package, he's got six games or whatever. If you have his thing and you get all of those and, you know, like Big Al might only have two games today, but yesterday he had, you know, whatever. And I know that, you know, if he wanted to compared to what other people sell him on other sites, he could sell those for 50 bucks a piece and would have no problem selling them. So um, you can get all kinds of good values on those long-term packages. A lot of people use the discount codes and, you know, a lot of people took advantage of the Christmas in July and everything. We try and do the best that we can for everyone. You know, if you see a package out there that we don't have 
and you're interested, then you just shoot me an email, Mitch at PickDogs.com, and we will custom create it for you. I will get on the email or phone with any of these guys and tell them, let's make a package for these guys. And most of the time, they'll say, okay. Anyways, all right. Go to our next set of games. I like today's card. Al, quick question, Big Al. Next Sunday, so Jay mentioned, you know, oh, we're all focused in on the NFL. We're all, you know, everything like that. Do you I was, think? I was actually kind of smile. I was smiling to myself when Jay said that because, you know, when I handicap next week's NFL card, you know, I might have one play, and he's going to be like the opposite end of the spectrum. He's going to have a lot of plays. Um, but do you I'm think? Sorry, do so you think a really lot of? You think there? Do you think it creates value in in Major League Baseball with maybe some of the people on it, or do you think it's actually going to be tougher because mostly most of the people that are going to be left betting baseball. A lot of the sharp, the real sharp betters, like the real sharps. I don't, I don't think it, I don't think one has anything to do with the other, in my opinion. I mean, you know, I mean, you've got so many sports going on, you know, at this time. You've got international soccer leagues. You've got NFL. You've got, you know, the U.S. Open in tennis. There's always stuff going on. Um, so that's just my opinion. I don't, I don't think it really makes a difference. I'm re- I'm ready for some NFL action. That's for sure. I I like having the Saturdays and Sundays with football, and then you know, kind of during the week with have the. You, have, you, have you have you have you looked ahead to Week One's card? No, but I've looked ahead for the start of um college, of NBA season just to see when we start getting to blend that in on some of the weekday <clears> stuff. But I haven't I was looked. Looking at Week One's NFL card, I haven't. I don't even know who's playing who, except <laughs> I know the Rams are playing the Bills. That's the only game I know. <laughs> I like the Commanders over my Jaguars. Where's the game at? I believe in Washington. Washington. How many are the are the Jaguars getting points? Oh yeah, three. Uh, they're getting at least like a four and a half. I want to say. I like the Jaguars three. in that one. Yeah. Three. I like three. Yeah, yeah, I love the Jags in that one. I love betting against my teams in NFL. It works so good. For, so for the people that know, yes, I know some people's going to kill me. How do you have two teams? I don't know. I was born with two parents. Yeah, how do you get two right? teams? You don't get two right, teams. Right, 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 But, you know, so I'm an Atlanta Falcons fan ever since Jamal Anderson was playing over there with the Dirty Bird, the running back, you know. And I became a Jacksonville Jaguar fan when they drafted Byron Leftwich and Maurice Jones-Drew, who went to one of my um, uh, out here in the neighborhood with Mercedes Lewis and stuff like that. So, yeah, man, I'm an Atlanta Falcons fan and a Jaguars fan. I love betting against my teams because it seems like I'm profitable any way it goes. I struggle to not bet against Carson Wentz, regardless of what team he's on. I just struggle with it. You know, because I see Wentz and I just I automatically have to bet the other side. I just I, I can't help myself. He's the king. He's he's the king of the six yard pass on third and nine. He's the king of it, and it's not like a pass like where you dump it off and the guy's like hits him and falls right. He's running. We're talking about the the six yard out pattern. You know, like when they're trying to like you know, when when the team when there's like. 30 seconds left to go in the half and you're like driving to try and get the field goal, you know, to move into field goal range and, you know, these out patterns quick and the guy gets out of bounds. Carson Wentz throws that on like third and six, like midway through the first quarter. It's like, he does it all the time, you know, third and eight, six yard out pattern. It's like, what are you doing? And then if he gets to like second or third and one, then he's got to throw it 50, 60 yards down the field. He can't help himself. Kind of like that Liberty quarterback yesterday. What are you doing? Talking about betting, 
talking about betting your favorite team, I love that my favorite team is in a trash division. We picked up a lot of units betting my Cowboys last year, and I expect to do it again this year. <laughs> we got Wentz there, Hurts there, and Daniel Jones. Yeah, I I really haven't dug too too deep at all into the schedule. I think I might have taken my games on the video schedule, but I didn't even you know I just random. That's just ran, I just take every other one, so I don't even know. I don't even know what the schedule is. Let's see what it is. Well, well, well Mitch, who do you like this uh, up-and-coming Thursday, Bills versus the Rams? Over. I don't even know what the number is. <laughs> I don't even know what the like number is. Uh, Chiefs, like that one but game I like, that Chiefs. Like 49. But I like the Rams. I like the Rams in that one. Okay, that's underdog right there. Cause Are they? The Bills is like minus 140 money line. Yeah, well, let, yeah. Me, let, me, let me explain to you how the NFL works. I'll, I'll give you NFL 101, okay? <laughs> The Rams are the number two TV market in the country, okay? They're the number two TV market in the country. The Bills are like number 100. Anything that's questionable, anything whatever, the Rams are going to get every call in the world. Trust me. We saw it in the Super Bowl. It'll happen again. Similar matchup. Low TV market against big TV market. Always go big TV market. It's the way it works. Atlanta, New Orleans is an opener. Philadelphia, uh, San Francisco, Chicago, Pittsburgh, Cincinnati, Detroit, Philly, New England at Miami. Wow, there's some good games here. It's a good card. It is a good card. So I think I'm without. <laughs> I might have one or two games here if I really apply myself. <laughs> this is a really hard card. Minnesota, Green Bay right out of the gate. Arizona, Kansas City. Chargers, Raiders, of course, at San Diego. They play every single week. Dallas, Tampa Bay. Didn't they play last year the first game? Yeah, we played a Thursday to open it up last year. And Denver, Seattle, the Russell Wilson game. Oh. All right. Well, we'll be covering all that stuff. Speaking of, speaking of Dallas, uh, Tampa Bay, we got the Tigers and the Royals. Takes a backseat to nothing. Got the Mets and the Nationals and the White Sox and the Twins. Big Al, um, I don't know. Do you think that Tigers Royals would keep you away from opening NFL Sunday? It's like, sorry, I can't. St- I'm going to tape those games. I'm watching the Tigers Royals. I don't have any money on it. I don't have any picks. I just, I really just want to see the game. Well, I already know what I'm doing next Sunday. I'm going to watch the Packers and Vikings. That I already know. Um, uh, speaking of Minnesota, I, I think I'll take a look at the Minnesota Twins here with Dylan Bundy, and uh, he's made nine appearances versus the Chai Sox, eight starts. He's 6-0 with a 3.47 ERA in his career and a 0.97 whip. Lucas Giolito goes for the pale hose today, and I think, you know, it's been a long time since that no-hitter. Um, you know, he's, he's just been dreadful, uh, and especially at home in his career, he's uh, down, you know, against the Jews, 24.9 units, uh, 29 and 42. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to take uh, Dylan Bundy here. Chris Ruffalo. Yeah, I've been known to enjoy me a couple of pale hoes from time to time, but uh, I'm going to go with the I'm going to go with the over eight here. I just think that. <laughs> Thank you. Appreciate it. Uh, I just like the over eight here. I think that, you know, Lucas Giolito, he has, you know, really struggled at home, but uh, 
the White Sox are hitting the ball well right now ever since Tony La Russa stepped away. And, you know, Dylan Bundy, he has pitched better on the road, but he's no he's no safe place for uh, for uh, keeping runs off the board. So I'm going to go with the over eight in that one. They, they just hit LSU, by the way. The line's now up to four. Jovan. Yeah, I'm also on the over on this Twins-White Sox game. You know, just just a, a pair of fate of what Lucas Giolito's doing. He's, yeah, just a bad season. We're just going to break down his last three, 7.9 ERA. And, uh, you know, Dylan Bundy, yeah, he's been pitching good, but he could give us some runs. I'm a, you know, I'm not I'm not a Dylan Bundy guy, so I think, um, you know, both of these both of these pitches can give up four alone. So it could be a 4-4 four, four, four game by the end of the fourth, end of the fifth, and get you over. So not even not even uh, considering the bullpens. So um, give me the over. Rod? Yeah, for me in this, these ones, uh, I'll, I'll take the Royals here with uh, Maximo Castillo going on the mount. Um, it's, it's, it's a, I think Kansas City's playing the better ball. Uh, uh, the Royals in that one. And uh, I'll take the White Sox. I think they blow up uh, the Twins again, just like they did yesterday. Um, if you look at the Twins, Twins have failed to cover the red line in seven straight on the road. They're just awful on the road, and I've seen Dylan Bundy on the road as well. And it's not pretty. And it gets really ugly, too. So uh, I'll take the White Sox on the run line in that one. I think they uh, bomb the Twins again in that one. Nels? Yeah, looking at that one, I got to go with uh, Rod right there, man. Uh, I'm on the White Sox in that game. Um, Lucas Giolito, yes, he's been horrible. But the White Sox is on a 4-1 um, um, run the last four games. Um, out of the lineup that he's facing, it's only two hitters that have one or more hits against Giolito. One is Arias. The other one is Kepler. So, yeah, man, uh, I got to take the White Sox in this one. Then in the other game, I really don't have a strong read, but I would say – Give me the KC Royals, just with a little plus money. Uh, don't feel bad about it. El Ninos, the Mets, minus 405 losers yesterday. Four games. Uh, you know, you'd have to bet. Just, parlays, still, still losing. Yeah, no. It's tough to, to bet these numbers, man. Uh, obviously, no, I, I, I can't bet them uh, on a single team, but uh, I sometimes can't help myself but throw them into parlays. I mean... We had a great pitching matchup, and I mean, great matchup all around. I mean, it's just one of those things that that happens, you know. It's uh, one of the main reasons a lot of tickets get get uh, ripped up and burnt and all that. But uh, but it sure does happen uh, a bit too often. Uh, but I think they bounce back here tonight. Um, Carrasco again, not not your most uh, consistent option, but still a better option than Fetty. Mets still a much better lineup. I'll take them uh, probably minus two here. Run line on minus two and a half. Get some, you can get a good payout on that. The, I'd, I'll tell you what, the Mets are feeling it, man. I, I don't care. Scherzer was injured yesterday and all that other stuff, but the Mets are feeling it, man. You watch those Mets games, man, they are feeling it. They are they are a very dangerous team, man. They are having a really good time. They're loose as a goose, man. Jay Briggs. Yeah, I'm with Rod. Uh, take the White Sox. Um, the Twins have lost seven straight on the road. I think they make it eight today. Giolito, I think he comes out, pitches a half-decent game today, and I think that's all he needs to get that win. 
Um, the Mets, on the other hand, like we said, man, I can't believe they lost that game yesterday. That was Scherzer hurt or not, man. You can't let the worst team in baseball beat you like that. But I think they bounced back today. I think that I, I like them one and a half runs, two and a half runs. Whichever you want to go, I think they beat the breaks off the Nationals. This uh, Maximino Castillo is pitching for the for the Royals today. So he's a good pitcher. He doesn't give up a ton. You know, he's pitched mostly in relief, but he's had a couple starts. The problem is, man, this guy gives up a home run, you know, every time he starts, and that's where it's been his undoing. So is those home runs. If he can avoid the home runs here, I like his chances. I'm going to take the Royals. Go to our next set, and it is the Cubs and the Cardinals. The oldest rivalry in sports. The Guardians and the Mariners. The Guardians can't wait for the Mariners to get the hell out of there already. And then you got the Reds and the Rockies game two. And then we'll, we'll do four in the next slot. Go ahead, uh, Big Al. Well, obviously something's got to give in this Guardians game. Uh, Cleveland's been in their last four games. They've been shut out three of the four, and they scored one run in the other. They've lost all of those four games. But on the other hand, Cal Quantrill's going for them today, and all he's done is go 7-0 and in his last 10 starts, and Cleveland's won all 10 of those starts. So it's, uh, like I said, something's got to give. Yeah, I'm going to take Cleveland. I, 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 I think that's just a streak I don't want to buck right now. You know, they've won his last 10 starts. Let's make it 11. Chris, you're going to let him sit there and badmouth Jorge Kirby, <laughs> your favorite South American uh, pitcher from Rye, New York. Worry. He's from Rye, New York, but uh, we still call him Jorge. I'm still sending a sombrero over, but... Uh... No, I'm gonna I'm gonna take the uh, I'm gonna take the Cardinals here. I, I like uh, I just I'm, I'm take that in, put this one in. I, I I just like the Cardinals. I hate I love fading Marcus Stroman against the Cardinals as well. He's really struggled against St. Louis this season. ERA up over nine in three starts. And uh, I also like the over between the uh, the Rockies and Reds in game two. Jose Urania and Chase Anderson need I say more. You think that uh, Paul Goldschmidt takes exception to Mills's? Uh, MVP snub. I think if he hits a home run today, he's going to point at the camera and make it. Mills! Jovan, what do you like here? Yeah, I'm on, I'm on the Mariners, Guardians, under, you know, just last 10 for both of these teams. Mariners, 7-2-1 to the under. Guardians, 9-1 to the under. I rest my case on that one. You got two pitchers that's not pitching well. So, take the under. Rod. For me, I'm going to take the Cubs plus the uh, one and a half here. Uh, I know they've lost five straight to the Cardinals in St. Louis, but uh, I think Stroman comes and pitches a solid game here today, and I think uh, he keeps it close. Uh, I'll take the Cubs plus the run and a half. I think it's a one-run game all day in that one. And I agree, give me uh, the over... Game two of the Rockies and uh, Reds. But that game could be still going to uh, be playing uh, tomorrow um, with those guys going. Yuck. Chase Anderson? Yikes. Nothing pretty about that. Mills? 
Yeah, I actually got one game on there targeted, man. Uh, you know, shout out to all them old school uh, Super Nintendo players, man. Give me some Kirby right here, man. Uh, he's been good as of late. Uh, just on top of that, too, he's hitting all of his uh, strikeout props, too. Uh, I want to say he's like 4-1 out of his last five games pitched. Only gave up about seven or eight runs out of, out of those five games. So go ahead, man. Give me some Kirby uh, and give me them Seattle Mariners. So, yeah, I'm going to take uh, Kirby on that one. El Ninos. Uh, yeah, Kirby, one of my uh, son's actually favorite characters. So yeah, shout out to Kirby. But uh, but I'm gonna look at uh, the over in this uh, Rockies uh, Rockies Reds game too, uh, as uh, Chris and Rod agreed on. And uh, I, I probably double dip on the Rockies. Definitely will if they lose game one. But uh, I might just stay away from the side if they win game one. Just stick to the over. Jake. Yeah, I'm on the Guardians today, and now when man, like Al said, I'm not stepping in front of Quantrill today. It's, that seems like a, a bad idea. So I'm going to ride those Guardians, and then I am going to ride the Cardinals too. Not riding with those Cubs, man. The Cubs are like the most inconsistent team. They go on a little streak. They do good. Then they go on a five-game losing streak. They're in the middle of one of those five-game winning streaks. We know the streak the Cardinals have at home. What is it, like 15 straight as a favorite? Let's make it 16 today. Take the Cardinals. I think they beat them on the run line as well. Yeah, I, I like Cardinals on the run line. Um, I think you even go extended run line here. Uh, Miles Miklos, or Miklos as Chris likes to call him, you look at his at his numbers at home and on the road, and they're just night and day. It's kind of like Josiah Gray in night and day games. I mean, very, very similar type of thing here where at home he's at lights out. On the road, he's been terrible. Six of his last ten have been on the road. His last three in a row have all been on the road as well. Um, all those big games where he's had real big struggles have all been on the road. Um, here he is at home where pretty much he's one run um, is what he gives up against Marcus Stroman, who... I think Paul Goldschmidt bats like 780 career against this guy or something. At least he did at Wrigley against him. And also, um, what was that other guy? Corey Dickerson, Dickinson, the last time. Remember when the Cardinals played the Cubs at Wrigley? He upped his season batting average 65 points in that one series alone. I think it's going to be that kind of day at St. Louis. Probably going to be a good day for beer sales because it's going to be there for a while. I'm going to take the Cardinals the extended I think they can go double digits in this thing team total over as well I like that rod Cubs backer I'm not a Stroman guy but I but he loves to pitch on the road so I you're a uh, Stroman guy from way back it's like <laughs> not, not a guy, but he him on the road he just he just all of a sudden somewhere out of nowhere just Stroman has a good start he just he's one of those guys every five starts he comes out and he just pitches lights out it's like, to me it know, seems like, that he struggles against the teams that can so, like foul balls off and you know take him you know deep into counts and stuff and that he wears down in some of these longer innings and he gets hit and i think the cardinals know how to do that to him just my take Anyways, we go to our final set of games. We got four games in this, and, and once again, doing this full around the horn style definitely takes a little bit longer. I enjoy it, but you know, I could do this for hours. But I think it gets a little long. It's if if I go to this way, people say I like the other way. If I do it the other way, people say I like it this way. I don't know. We'll just do it inconsistently because that's what we do. We go to the Astros, Angels, Giants, Phillies. Another team that's 
just wants to go home. We got the Dodgers and the Padres and the Diamondbacks against the Brewers. Boy, if the Brewers don't make the playoffs, you could say they had every opportunity to get there. Um, Al, what do you think? Gotta unmute myself. Brewers came uh, came through last night uh, in the ninth inning. They tied the game and they wanted in extras, so they still have a pulse. But I don't think they're going to get there uh, today. I don't know. I'm trying to decide which, which game I'd rather talk about: uh, Philadelphia or Milwaukee. Oh, let's. let's but how about both? I mean, the, how about both? We're good. Okay. We got time. Okay, why not? Why we got not? time. We're here anyway. <laughs> You know, the, the, I, I think I prefer Philadelphia um, just because of the price. They're getting plus 110, plus 115. Ranger Suarez has done by far his best work on the road this season uh, compared to Citizens Bank Park. You know, at home, he's 2-4 and four with an elevated ERA in the 4.5. He's got a, on the road, 2.54 ERA. He's 6-1 and one in his um, 11 or 12 road starts. So I'm going to take Philadelphia there. With respect to the Arizona-Milwaukee game, obviously the storyline is going to be whether Zach Gallen can continue his, you know, scoreless streak. If he gets, um, I think it's, what is it, eight and a third innings, he'll tie uh, Webb for the franchise record at 42 innings. I think he's right now at 34 and a third or 34 and a third, third scoreless. If, if, he's, know, so. if he's on the Yankees or, or the Mets or something, he's minus 325 every time out, right? I mean... Yeah, throughout his career, it's, it's just it's just you know like do you want to lay the dollars now all the way up to dollar sixty five with Arizona, which I mean I think it's deserved to be there. Um, when I was looking at the game last night, it was lower, you know, so that's kind of probably why I prefer Philadelphia. Just like the lines just getting way out of control in Gallon right now, so I'll, I'll I'll go with Philly. But yeah, I mean Arizona's probably going to win the game as well. Ruffalo still getting over the Jorge Kirby thing. Yeah, I'm, I'm moving past it slowly. It's a healing process, but uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with the Houston Astros here on the run line. I just think that, you know, I'm not rushing to the window to back Tucker Davidson as well as the Angels have played in spots as of late, and you know Jose Urquidy has been pitching fairly well, even for being a back end starter in this Astros rotation. He could probably be a number two or number three starter in like 20 or 30 teams. Or sorry, 20 or 30 teams in the league, and uh, the Astros eight in a row on the run line winners. Uh, against the uh, the AL West, so I'm going to go with the uh, the Houston Astros on the run line in this one. Jovan? Yeah, I'm on the Dodgers. Um, you know, Mike Clevenger, last time he faced the Dodgers a month ago, August 6th, yeah, he gave up five runs, and I expect him to give up some more runs at Chavez Ravine. Um, this looks to be a, a, a bullpen game for the Dodgers. Um, but nevertheless, they they just own the they own the Padres. So, you know, I expect them to win this series. They won this rubber match, and you know, win this game, win the series, and all that. So, give me the Dodgers. Rod. And for me, uh, I agree with Chris. Give me uh, the Astros here uh, on the run line over the Angels. Uh, I think the uh, Astros just missed out. They left. Uh, they had, just couldn't get that one hit to uh, blow the game open. Uh, and lost late in extra innings in that one, so I think they bounce back and get a nice win here. I mean, the Astros on the run line in that one. And the other one, I'm going with the Arizona Diamondbacks. How can you not? Um, Zach Gallon has been pitching lights out. Team's been seven and one in his last eight 
outs. And he hasn't, just like I said, uh, Big Al said, he hasn't given up any runs in uh, 34-0 in one-third of an inning. Um, he's 5-0 and at home with a 2.65 ERA and a .86 whip. And uh, you look at the Brewers, they're 1-6 their last seven versus a starter with a whip less than 1.15. And the Brewers two and eight in their last ten on the road versus teams with losing records. So uh, Brewers definitely know how to uh, stink it up against the uh, bad teams, and I think they do it again here. I mean, the uh, Arizona Diamondbacks on the run, well, they blow out the Brewers in that one. So in other words, there's no way the Zach Gallon train is leaving the station without Rod jumping aboard that thing. Of course, <laughs> the bandwagon, <laughs> all aboard, <laughs> all aboard the Zach Gallon bandwagon. Mills? Yeah, I'm looking at this uh, Houston Astros game. A uh, few days left of summer. Got to go with the under. Um, the Angels pretty much, they couldn't hit if they had Domingo Gramon, Mar- Marcelo Zuna, and the pitcher from the Dodgers on their team. So they're just not able to hit at all right now. So I'm definitely going to be looking at the under in that game. The next, give me some Carlos Rodon with the Giants right now. Uh, I'm going to be taking him in that game as well. Uh, I just think that, you know, the Giants already beat the Phillies twice already in this matchup. And both of those matchups, they didn't have their best pitcher on the mound. So uh, Carlos Rodon, go ahead, get the brooms out, sweep up those Phillies. And those are my two uh, that I like in those games. Al Ninos. Yeah, I'm going to agree with a couple guys that already uh, went with these uh, Astros, but uh, this one's almost a premium for me. Uh, the one I would have gone with if we were just doing one pick today. Uh, I bet it last night. I got 148. It was a bit steeper on our site, so I thought we'd get a better line in the morning. Unfortunately, it went up on us, and I didn't feel like laying the run line. Although they should cover that rather comfortably against uh, Tucker Davidson here, but uh, yeah, it's uh, Astros minus one for me. How about you, Jake? I'm taking the Dodgers against the overrated Padres. I think the Dodgers beat them pretty good today. And the Dodgers on the run line, and we know how they are. I think they add to the crazy number that it already is. Take the Dodgers today, especially on the money line. And then I'm with the Mills. I think the Giants sweep the Phillies. Uh, Give me the Giants in that one too, man. Uh, Phillies just haven't been looking good in this series. I think the Giants just have their number. And I think they go ahead and sweep them boys up out of here. I kind of like the Padres here against the Dodgers. I haven't taken the Padres much all season. Mitch but... taking the Padres? Yeah, oh, I wow. kind of like them here against the Dodgers. <laughs> I know. It's kind of crazy. Hey, and let me guess. You got Juan Soto for a jack of the day, right? No, I don't think so. But um, <laughs> <laughs> that I don't think so. Maybe Manny. But um, <laughs> I'm going to... I'm going to take the Padres here. I like the plus odds. I thought Clevenger pitched pretty well last time out against San Francisco. I like the way he pitched. And uh, the Dodgers um, have played well, but they haven't been um, unbeatable the last week or so. So just kind of a momentum play. I think the Dodgers, they know the magic number is in sight, but at the same time, I think if you're going to go against them, this just seems like a logical spot. All right, parlay or prop or whatever time. 
Al McMorty, the king of the parlay. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Stay the hell away from parlays. <laughs> yeah, well, well I'll, I'll make an exception here, only because it'll give me an excuse to talk about a game that we haven't talked about. Um, and I won't be on the drive through tomorrow, so I'll talk about it here. I like Clemson tomorrow, and I would parlay that with the uh, Ranger Suarez-led Philadelphia Phillies. You don't think that's too many points with that lousy offense, that quarterback? Nope. I like the I like that Clemson D. I like the under in that game. I'll lay the twenty three and a half. I like the under. I like that Georgia Tech quarterback's not bad. He's not bad. I'm telling you, he didn't play. They didn't score a point. Like the games he was out, they scored zero points every time. When he plays, they score points. They got. Oh, they. Have, with that being said, they have no offensive line against that Clemson defense. Like nothing. Like nobody. Nobody is playing offensive line. Ruffalo? All right, well, I love this parlay, too. I'm going to go with the St. Louis Cardinals. I'm going to go with the Baltimore Orioles, and I'm going to go with the Houston Astros. Jovan? Blue Jays run line. Braves, minus two and a half. Dodgers, make that a run line play, too. So that's the three-teamer. How about you, Brad? My three-teamer, we're going to go with the uh, the White Sox on the run line, Arizona on the run line, and we're going to go with uh, one more. We're going to take the Winnipeg uh, Blue Bombers here uh, over the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. You look at Saskatchewan, sure, they played good last week uh, against the BC Lions. Um, BC Lions lost their QB in that game, and uh, that's the reason why uh, the BC just offense couldn't get it going after he got uh, knocked out. And uh, the Fajardo, sure, he stepped up and looked good, but... Uh, uh, the thing that's going to get exposed again is that Saskatchewan offensive line, they are not good. Um, and those Winnipeg B is uh, solid, solid. They're uh, leading the CFL, holding teams to uh, 19.2 points a game, which leads the CFL in D. And that D is going to eat the Saskatchewan Rough Riders up. They're going to expose that offensive line and they're going to run for his life all day long. So add that in there, take the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. They win by a touchdown plus. Um, so they have the White Sox on the run line, Arizona on the run line, and the Bombers to blow out the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Mills. Yeah, man, I'm running with the money line parlay. Uh, give me the Houston Astros. Give me the Atlanta Braves. Give me the Dodgers. You parlay all those. Uh, that's a plus 274 parlay right there. Officially made it, too, on my phone. So, yeah, man, let's try to get some money and win. Al Ninos. Go Astros. Uh, uh, LSU and uh, shoot. If you don't want the Mets, you can go. Al always acts like we caught him by surprise, even though he's got seven guys. No, because I don't know if I want to give. I gave Mets out yesterday. I don't know if I want to give another minus three hundred. Well, you you had a day and a half to think about it. So what what do you got? (laughs) Astros, LSU, and Rockies game one. Jay Briggs. I got a 14 for y'all. All money line in the MLB. We're going to go with the Blue Jays to beat beat the Pirates. We're going to go with the uh, Mets to beat the Nationals. We're going to go with the Dodgers to beat the Padres. And to close it out, we're going to go with the Cardinals to beat the Cubs. 14 money line parlay pick up today. I'm going with a 14 money line parlay as well that pays 10 to 1 on your money. 
got the Atlanta Braves. They've won 17 in a row against teams with a losing record. I kind of like that one. Then I'm going to go with um, the under in the Guardians Mariners. Guardians seven in a row at home. Unders. Um, Rockies Reds game one. Listen to this gem. The Rockies have lost each of their last 15 games on the first leg of a doubleheader. <laughs> I'll take the Reds in that one. And then I'll put that with the with the Kansas City Royals, the Tigers have lost each of their last 10 day games against the American League Central. Um, so big trends in all of these games, double digit trends in all of them, except for that Guardians Mariners, which I like the under anyway. So um, yeah, 10 bucks pays 104.89. I got this from the betting tools at the website. Anyways, thanks everyone for joining us. We appreciate each and every one of you. Big Al, Chris, Jovan, Rod, Mills, Al Ninos, Jay Briggs, of course. We'll see you guys during the week on the drive-thru on this show. We're going to have NFL show, college football show again. I, I, we got it all going on. We don't have all the details of that stuff, but we did do the college football show. It was awesome. So I, I think the NFL will be even better. Well, I don't know. I don't know if it'll be better than Chris and I, but... It can be. <laughs> well, I guess it's got a pretty – I like the chances of it being better. Anyways, have a great day, everyone. Make it a winner. We appreciate each and every one of you.